Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome to the show. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, we started the show today with a real feisty panel talking about the uh, the anti-logging, the anti-old growth logging dispute on Vancouver Island. We had two more arrests yesterday. Over 170 people arrested so far at this thing. Breaking news here this morning is that the, yet the three First Nations in the region putting out a statement saying that they've asked mm-hmm. for a deferment of old growth logging in parts of this and parts of their territory so in this fairy creek territory now that would likely i imagine trigger the provincial government probably granting oh, those deferm- deferrals no, no question the government will grant whatever the first nations wants again as you and i have discussed what's driving the bus here are the first nations if yeah. they want to defer it will be deferred if they want to log they will log it and this is you know either side will go uh, will play out because of UNDRIP and the government's full embrace of this now it's interesting. I heard your your panel there with uh, Joshua Wright, the 17 year old uh, from Washington State, who seems to be leading this uh, anti logging protest, um, saying that this isn't really going to change much. It doesn't fundamentally uh, bring down the blockade. Let me play that. So this is Joshua Wright, and this is an interesting guy. Like he's this young activist and filmmaker from Washington State who really kind of started this whole process. Mm-hmm. By ex- he was examining some of the maps online, satellite maps, and he noticed some of the roads being built in there, and he, start- he started this whole thing. He was on this morning. Now, I asked him, you've got these First Nations now saying they're going to ask for a deferral of old-growth logging. Does that mean the barricades come down, these protesters go home? Here's what he told me. I wish we could, but uh, it looks like it's a small victory. It looks like we, uh, they might actually be deferring road building into the Ferry Creek watershed, but unfortunately... Uh, this plan allows for uh, massive old growth logging to continue in areas like the KQs and the upper Walbrenna and Edinburgh Mountains. So I wish it was that clear cut and that simple. But right now we're wait- still waiting to see maps. And unfortunately, this seems like one step in the right direction, but it's not- definitely not as far as we need to go. Okay, it doesn't sound like they're going home. No, and I, I read this. If you read the, the statement from First Nations, it's very interesting. I read this as them reasserting their claim over sovereign their sovereignty over these uh, these lands, and that they again will uh, determine what activity will be done there on under their authority. And again, it's not a ban on old growth they're suggesting, it's a two-year deferral. But they will still retain control of industrial activities on land they claim is their own. Right, and maybe they would come up with their own plan yep. for logging in the future that could improve they, old growth logging. There's no ban on old growth logging. No. And they're putting together, in their words, uh, the forest stewardship that they want to practice going forward. But again, on their terms, under their conditions, and not on the environmental protesters' conditions, the logging companies' conditions, or the provincial government. And those three First Nations in this statement this morning, by the way, also reiterated that they want outsiders to effectively go home. Like they said that we will allow protesters to come in here under two conditions. One, you ask permission, and that the other one is you don't don't block lawful Mm -hmm. forest activity. And they're not going to, and these protesters are not going to agree to that. They're there to stop the logging. I think the so. protesters don't understand. They keep talking about John Horgan. They're per, they're camping outside on the front lawn from time to time, pointing at Horgan's office. 
as if that's who's dictating what's going on there. They're slowly going to have to get their heads around. It's the three First Nations that are in control of what goes on or what doesn't happen there. It's not John Horgan and his government. Let me get another take from you on another story we covered here in the show this morning, and that is the bonuses and the uh, the bailout over at Air Canada. So $10 million in executive bonuses given out by Air Canada. At the same time, they were negotiating this bailout. There was like national outrage over mm-hmm. this last week, and Air Canada announced yesterday that the top executives would voluntarily pay the money back. Now, it appears that a lot of these executives or these bonuses may have been paid out to middle managers, and it's still unclear if they're going to pay the bonuses back. But let me play this clip here for you from federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, who was just on the show here a short time ago talking about this news. Here's what he said. It's way too little. The fact that we don't know what's going on with the rest of the bonuses, they're getting public money and they're paying out executives. That, that doesn't make any sense at all. In fact, it goes wider. We know that there's many other companies, uh, wealthy companies that took public money and then turned around and paid out dividends, increased their executive payouts. None of this should happen. We said from the beginning that every cent of public money should go to keeping people employed, should go to keeping people uh, keep their jobs. Okay, I think that's a good issue for Singh, I think. Oh, Jagmeet Singh's totally correct. I mean, he's yeah. reading the, where the public's at on this issue. It's not uh, tax money for dividends and, and executive bonuses. Air Canada has been kind of tone deaf through this pandemic. If, if you call back at the beginning when there was, uh, there was pushback from Air Canada on some, and there continues to be, on some of the health protocols that kicked into gear in terms of mask wearing, in terms of uh, crowd control. Uh, they really were not interested in, in some of this stuff. Again, it was the bottom line driving driving the mentality there, and uh, this is just the latest misstep. And don't kid yourself when these bonuses are paid back. The only reason they're being paid back is they got caught. They got caught. Okay. <laughs> they got their hand caught in the cookie jar. That's why they're paying the bonuses back. Uh, we'll see what happens with those middle manager bonuses. Let's co- let's come back to BC here and talk a little bit about the uh, the pandemic. What's going on with the the vaccine rollout now, especially for yeah. people who got the AstraZeneca first shot? So, two hundred eighty thousand people got AstraZeneca now are s- starting to qualify for the second dose starting today. Uh, not all at once, of course, but uh, they're now going to get that second dose. We don't have enough vaccine right now to get a second dose to two hundred eighty thousand people who got AstraZeneca. It's going to be interesting. A lot of people, you and I got AstraZeneca, I know a lot of people got AstraZeneca, are now trying to figure out, do they get the second dose of AstraZeneca, or is it going to be Pfizer or Moderna? And that's a a choice individuals have to make. That's going to be an ongoing issue. We're going to have that uh, briefing with Dr. Gustafson today, who's subbing for Dr. Henry, and she's going to be asked her opinion over whether or not, if you're an AstraZeneca first doser, which vaccine should you get as your second dose? The the recommendation from Dr. Henry last week was, you know, best case scenario, get the same vaccine the second time around, but there's nothing wrong with mixing and matching uh, vaccines, both uh, with regular uh, uh, vector vaccines such as uh, Pfizer, maybe mixing it with, or like uh, uh, AstraZeneca, mixing it with one of the messenger RNA vaccines such as Pfizer and Moderna, and a lot of people are going to opt for that. Okay, new developments on that likely this afternoon, so make sure you keep it locked here to CKNW all day here for uh, continuing developments on that. Let me throw one more at you here, and then we'll take a break and take some phone calls. So the, the discovery of the buried bodies at the, the former residential school in Kamloops, this is the story that shocked Canada last week. We talked about it every day here on the show here since this mm-hmm. story broke. Um, the request for Pope Francis to apologize. Now, the Pope put out a statement on Twitter on the weekend uh, expressing his solidarity with Canadians, but again, stop short of this of an apology by the Pope. Let me play this here for you. Here's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on this issue about whether the Pope should apologize. 
When I went to the Vatican a number of years ago, I directly asked uh, His Holiness uh, Pope Francis to move forward on apologizing, uh, making these records available, and we're still seeing uh, resistance. Okay, I don't know why Pope Francis doesn't apologize, because I just think it would be... It would be a good thing for him to do. And this is a pope who apologized a few years ago. He went to Bolivia, mm-hmm. and he apo- publicly apologized there for the sins of colonialism. I mean, we've had you know popes apologize for the Crusades. Pope Francis mm-hmm. apologized for the sex abuse scandal and the cover-up by priests and by the church. Yeah, I- I'm not sure what the resistance of the p- apology here. Unclear why there's a reluctance there. I don't think um, the request is going to stand down anytime soon. Um, the prime minister pointed out he made this request before the discovery. This is this goes back a number of years. Yeah, uh, and again, that request is not going to go away. But uh, it's interesting the Pope has decided so far not to uh, make that move. And in fairness, I mean, we've seen local dioceses issue issue. I thought quite heartfelt apologies, in- including an apology from the diocese of Vancouver, Victoria. Mm-hmm. So we've seen these sort of local apologies from the Catholic Church, but not from the Pope. And, you know, I continue, why would he, he's done, the, it's not like this is unprecedented. I don't know if it's apologize. Like he's apologized, he went to South America and apologized. Like I think it'd be really powerful if he came to Canada and, and issued an apology here. It would be, but it would also the internal politics of the Roman Catholic Church continue to be, yeah. to be a mystery. All right, Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry. Phone lines open, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. Diane in North Delta. Hi, Diane. Hi. Uh, yes, Hi. I just wanted to question because I'm getting a little bit worried. Um, on March 17th, I received my first dose of Moderna. Now, uh, I received a letter in the mail uh, stating that I hadn't registered for my second dose. So um, I phoned the number. I'm almost blind, because so I can't use a computer. I, I depend on the phone. So I phoned, and um, they did uh, register me. Um, but I, uh, it seems that my friends now are, have a date. I haven't had a date yet, and my first dose was March 17th. I would like to know if there's a phone number that I can phone to be reassured that I'm just not forgotten. There is a number which I do not have at my disposal, uh, but there is a a central number you can phone. You should be getting your appointment by now because, again, it's an eight-week interval, and if you're March 17th, we're well past eight weeks for your second dose, um, and you'll be given Moderna. You may be given Pfizer. Those two vaccines are seen as interchangeable, and we have more Pfizer than we have Moderna. But uh, don't give up. Uh, Talk to your friends about also if you need some challenges and going online, if your friends can assist, that might be of use as well. And, Diane, I encourage you to send me an email, okay, mike at cknw.com, and just remind me that we spoke today on this show and I'll see what help I can do for you off the air, okay? Mike at cknw.com. Let's go to Cur- Corey on the line in Surrey. Hi, Corey. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Go ahead. Yeah, quick thing. Um, you know, with Jagmeet Singh on there, you know, the whole thing about the bonuses, I mean, that was wrong, obviously. I mean, give me a break, right? I, mean, I can't believe they did that. But, the uh, you know, it's so funny hearing these guys talk about high, how they're high on their high horses here. They all got a raise April 1st. I think it was $3,200 for just regular MPs. 
4,700 for ministers and 6,400 for the prime minister. Plus, I believe they got one also in 2020. So, you know, if you're going to slam companies, you're going to say, hey, you, why are you doing this? No raises for other people. Then, hey, the same same thing should happen for them, don't you think? Okay, so you think they shouldn't have, they should have forgone their raises? Absolutely. Right. I mean, what yeah. have they really done? I mean, Fair the point. Canadians are suffering, right? So, yeah. I mean, they need to maybe lead by example. Look how many brownie points you would get with Canadians if you did that. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, and we've seen other politicians sort of cancel the raises. There's kind of a bit of a patchwork of reaction across the country mm-hmm. from some, we've seen some deferment of raises and others have not done so. I think, good point. Let's go to Don in North Delta. Hi, Don. Hey, how are you? It's uh, Don. I'm an Air Canada employee, and I think some of this bailout's been misrepresented, right? A lot of this work was done for the, tw- the bonuses were tw- for 2020 work, and uh, it, this this was organized prior to the go- government bailout, and you guys call it a bailout, but they're actually loans. The government, the government is going to loan up to $5.9 billion, which Air Canada has not taken any money yet from that. They've only had a equity infusion of 500 million dollars so yeah jag meet and these guys get a pay raise every year vote down vote shut down parliament shut down the debate on the c10 bill shut down the debate on the we scandal and do nothing but taxes well so do you think callers right so do you they think need, they need to buck up you know? do you think the air canada executive should have kept the bonuses then no, I don't think so. I think that's oh. wrong, too. But I don't think the Parliament should be taking pay, pay raises after pay raises, shutting down debate and doing nothing, and then dumping it on the rest of us taxpayers that we do not get nothing out of it. So I okay. think your previous caller is oh. totally right. They need, to, two, they need to take a pay cut and actually do something. Two okay, Don. Well, interesting two calls in a row, dumping on the MPs for taking a raise. Thanks for the call. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Isabel in North Delta. Hi. Hi, Isabel. Isabel, can you hear me? Okay, well, you snooze, you lose. Let's go to Rick in Port Moody. Hi, Rick. Well, uh, guys, thanks for taking my call. It's going to be sure. three in the... Um, because I, I want to know why we're just not holding the politicians, especially Jagmeet Singh on this, on this issue, to task. I mean, he's talking on both sides of his mouth. Not more than five months ago when it came to light... Thousands upon thousands of people illegally and more than likely knowingly uh, filed for for support. Uh, his approach was no, just let's look the keep other the money. way and let's keep it. Yeah, now, let them keep the money. Let them keep the money. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. So now it, it suits his need, and he's talking out of the other side of the mouth. Well, let's yeah. we we can't have this happen. You know, he's so full of you know what. I'm, I'm tired of listening to him. Um, and <laughs> but I mean, what are the, what's the alternative? We don't really have much. But um, we should hold him up to account. Like, uh, question him. Why, why are you flipping back and forth and back and forth? I'll tell you why. Because it makes good political sense. And that's mm. all that his game is about. Okay, thanks right. for the call. Well, though, there's an interesting point. He did say that for people who had uh, mistakenly yeah. applied to get the CERB or other, or other benefit, them. he was saying, let, let them keep the money, yeah. don't shake them down and try to make them pay back. But... I, I guess, I don't know, like, I guess he's saying, well, you know, there were some people in good faith may have applied for the money. They, and, and the government was, at the, at the whole start of the pandemic, the rules on CERB were unclear. They're unclear, yep. It was unclear. And some people did apply for the money and get the money when they shouldn't have got it. And the government didn't get the, ask for the money back, by the way. So they did what he, want, what he wanted them to do. Lindsay in Richmond, hi. We've got a minute here. Oh, 
Hi. 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 My question is similar to a previous caller. My husband and I got our AstraZeneca shot at a Sharper's Drug Mart on April 1st. It wasn't a joke. We actually got it. So I have not received a call from my pharmacy yet, and it's been nine weeks. Now, I know it's just the first day, but I'm just getting a little bit anxious because my brother received a call last night. Or okay. I got a text. 20, so we got 20 seconds. Keith, 20 seconds. Be patient. You should be getting contacted this week. And there's also no downside with waiting longer than eight weeks if you got AstraZeneca. There's some science that suggests a 12-week interval allows that first dose to build up strength. So don't hit any panic buttons yet, uh, but hopefully your pharmacy will be in contact with you this week.